Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, and I am here with my first cup of coffee. Back to London fog today. Mm, which is lovely, too. I was um, hitting the espresso pretty hard the last few days, but today I'm a little bit of a burn in my stomach. It could be from eating out yesterday, too, but um, I decided to take it easy and go back to the tea. Today is Monday, February eh, something. What is it? The 25th? I'm squinting at my calendar across the room. Let's see if Thursday's the 28th, 27th. So it is the 25th. Monday the 25th. I'm an authoritative podcaster. And it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And yes, I am wearing my indoor cardigan. Uh, we um, Our weather is finally going to be a little bit nicer this week. And so we've got sunshine. The snow is melting. We've got a lot more snow on Friday. It's been so snowy, it's just unreal. And cold. I was, um, one thing that I will give to Facebook, and you guys know I'm not a huge Facebook fan, uh, but one thing that they do that's interesting is that whole showing you memories from so many years ago today. And I was realizing that it was a few years ago that a writer friend of mine came out to visit me and there were photos that we'd posted to Facebook that David had taken because the three of us had been out doing quite a bit of hiking. She had been coming in from um, Minneapolis where it was very uh, super cold and snowbound. And so we had gone on a couple of hikes and we were out hiking in our shirt sleeves uh, this same weekend a few years ago. So that helped confirm for me that it's not just me that I was feeling like the winter is going on long for us. But the birds are singing. I don't know if you can hear them outside the window. I've got my window cracked open. Um, birds are saying that it's spring. The bluebirds have started nesting in the box. Um, so, yeah, nice to uh, feel that thaw coming on. I did finish Lonan's Rain on Friday. Yay! Yes, there was much rejoicing. <coughs> you probably saw me post to social media if you follow me there. But uh, I did a little over 4,000 words on Friday. I went ahead and pushed through and finished. And uh, so far, don't feel much of a hangover for doing those uh, extra words. Felt good to get it done. Um, once once I got through that one scene that I kept circling, uh, then it gave way. So sent that off to my editor. Uh, Assistant Corrine has already read it and loved it. She, I think she loved it. She said she loved certain things, but I think she meant she loved it overall too. And she gave me a couple of points of feedback. In fact, I was thinking I needed to write one down. Oh, but I moved my pad of paper that was next to the table here, so I'll just have to try to remember it. 
Um, but overall, she only had a couple things that she thought I should add. I wanted to make sure that I had everything in at the end there that I wanted. So, or that, uh, not that I wanted. Sorry, I started thinking about something else. Um, everything in there that you all will want that, uh, that I'll touch back to everything to wind up the series in a satisfactory manner. So, so yeah, that's exciting. Glad to have that done. And then today, I'm starting in on the Fiery Citadel, the sequel to Orchid Throne, which I know you all won't care about nearly so much because the Orchid Throne doesn't even come out till September. But the book two is due uh, mid-April. So I'm in good shape to get that done if I stay on target. So we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm excited to get back to that world. I'm really looking forward to writing in that world again. And so <clears throat> to move that story forward, I was, I posted yesterday, I took um, some photos. I met Jim and Sage for brunch down at the range in Bernalillo, um, where I asked for a cream puff and it ended up being the size of my head almost literally i mean it was a, the biggest cream puff i've ever seen in my life and they both helped me eat it and i still brought home at least half of it it was a little mangled by that point so it's hard to tell but i'm sure i brought at least half home and so far i don't have the least inclination to eat it i'm not sure how well it'll keep anyway because you know that <clears throat> part of the delight of a cream puff is that pastry having a little bit of um, lightness and crispiness and once it gets soggy it's like yeah but the uh, cream that they had in it was just wonderful and with chocolate on top oh so good so I had a lot of fun talking with them just sort of talking about ideas and writing in general and um, I had told them what did I, I was trying to I got all distracted by the cream puff there uh, oh, yeah, I told them that I was starring on Fiery Citadel today, and I said, I wonder what it will be about. <laughs> and they both just laughed at me. Uh, I I have kind of an idea, kind of. I don't know. Because I get to do the same hero and heroine for all three books, um, I guess I'm not at all certain where book three is going to go. Uh, so I have ideas for book two, but... I don't want to tell all of the story in book two, which I really shouldn't worry about because I never do that, right? My problem is that I stretch the story on too long, if anything. So I'm not going to... I'm going to set aside that worry because, um, yeah, that's it's really not my problem. And <clears throat> I got a piece of advice. I saw it in a book... A long time ago, um, probably 25 years ago, when I first started um, thinking about being a writer, I have this little book called, um, I think it's called like Walking on Alligators. I'll look it up and put the, the link in the in the text. But it um, it's really a great little book because this girl collected all of these quotes and little 
bits of pithy advice from different uh, writers and other types of creators. And then she did a little bit of musing on it. And I feel a little bit bless your heart about it because she did that because she was trying to write her novel and she spent more time collecting all of these quotes than actually writing her novel, her quotes to get expired to write. And I really love her collection of quotes, you know, so obviously she ultimately came up with this book, but I never read any of her musings. I don't really care for what she had to say about the quotes. I only ever look at the quotes themselves. A couple of little wrens in the bush outside my window. Wants to see them, hear them singing. Uh, but one of the pieces of advice in there, and I don't remember who originally said it, was not to save anything. Not to save anything for the next story or for... Um, the book you're going to write after this one. Um, and I think that's really good advice because the impulse is there when you have something really good, you know, like some story idea or some plot moment or some arc or character transformation or something that you feel like, oh, yeah, that's got juice and I really want to use it. And the impulse is to say, but I'm going to save it for, I'm not going to waste it on this book, or I'm not going to waste it on book two. I'm going to save it for book three. And really, that's it's not a good impulse. You shouldn't try to save stuff. Go ahead and use it because you will always have more ideas. That's one thing is the new ideas will come, and saving it is a way of being afraid that you won't have the new ideas. And so I'm, I'm going to have to work against that in this book is that I'm kind of not sure what I can put in this book that then will leave me room for book three, but I'll have plenty of room for book three. <laughs> so I'm, I'm saying that aside and I'm just going to plunge in. I, uh, I love starting a new book. It's probably one of my favorite things, um, especially something that's still really fresh in my mind like this series you know I've only written the one book in it so far so if I can uh, set aside the vague concerns like what am I going to put in book three which obviously hello that's down the road a ways <laughs> um, if I can kind of resolve that then writing a new book is just really super fun and I can, I have a lot of room, I have a lot of potential, I can just kind of write whatever and see where it goes. I don't have to worry too much about the shape of it yet. So it's fun. That's, uh, I think, serendipitous that on a bright and fresh nigh on spring day that I get to start this new project. Finished off Sorcerer's Moon, so that'll be done. And embarking on this. And so, yeah, very positive feelings all around. I did um, watch some movies this weekend that gave me some ideas, gave me some inspiration. So that was good. Deliberately sought that out. Made 
David sit through a foreign language movie, uh, but he found it pretty interesting. There were some dry moments in it, but uh, he was very tolerant. We've also been going back and rewatching the first season of True Detective. He wanted to see that again. And it's very true for me that once I'm not so horrified by something, I can pay a lot more attention to it. And True Detective is really very interesting for the uh, characters of that Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson play and their uh, interactions. They're both such good action actors. I think Woody Harrelson is an underrated actor, maybe because of Cheers or I don't know what, but I think he's a very good actor and he plays such a great job, plays such a great role with this, <laughs> not enunciating or articulating well, am I? He um, does such a great job with this role, is what I'm trying to say, because his character lies so much to everyone and uses charm to do it until he gets completely enraged. And then he also is lying to himself. And you can, Woody Harrelson does a great job of showing, you know, how he like starts spinning the stories and then buys into it. So we've been, uh, and it's, it's, they, they do a great job of, um, capturing the atmosphere of the Louisiana too. There's really just nothing else like it. So we watched some of that. Oh, and I, because I finished my Rita reading last week, I'm all done. I'm free. And I'd started reading a couple other things. And then, um, on Friday, I decided, well, if I'm, after I finished writing the book and I thought oh, I need to reward myself. So I went ahead and I'm not supposed to buy new books. I'm trying not to buy new books. Uh, but I did go ahead and fork over the incredible, whatever it was, $14.99 for J.D. Rubb's new book, which came out in January. And whatever sadist decided to put her in-death series on the release schedule where it happens comes out right when we receive our books for Rita judging. Uh, it's one of the most unfair things in the universe. Uh, I always end up having to delay on reading that book. Um, and this time it wasn't that hard because this is um, number 48 in the series. That woman is just amazing. She, I, I really do have a lot of hero worship for her. But the last couple of books... Um, I had found kind of disappointing. The last one in particular just felt like um, ah, it just didn't even, none of it resonated. And I thought, okay, that's it. Now I'm done with the series. And, but then when I needed the reward and there was that book sitting there. And of course, Amazon is so good about nudging. They're like, are you sure you don't want to buy this book? Because you know you love this series. <laughs> it's almost what their emails say to me. And so I was like, ugh, all right, fine, fine. I'll pay my $15 for a Kindle book because, you know, I'll pay that much to go see a movie, right? And the Kindle book will last me much longer. And I feel I feel all right giving Nora my money anyway. But, um, oh, it's so good. It's I feel like this one is such a return to everything I love about the series, which really is rooted in the characters. Um you know, the story itself doesn't matter nearly so much as 
being with those characters and following those characters. And that was something that I've been hearing that, you know, how like you'll get multiple messages from the universe at the same time. And I've really been hearing that um, over and over again for the last few days. I was listening to one of the, um, as I drove down to Bernalillo yesterday, I was listening to the Science Fiction and Fantasy Marketing Podcast, um, one of the older episodes, and they were answering questions from listeners in December. So I think it was like episode 213 or something. But one of the things that they were talking about was focusing on characters and uh, how one thing that brings us back to series is uh, following the interconnected characters through various different uh, scenarios. And and then it came up in conversation with Sage and Jim also. Uh, and I don't think it was because I'd been listening to the podcast. In fact, I know it's not because I heard that bit on the way home. Uh, we were talking about Game of Thrones and all that's been done with that. And, you know, we were talking about how, and I said that I'd had the um, revelation, which I probably didn't mention on here, but David and I have almost completed our rewatch of Game of Thrones. We are, uh, I think, through the first or second episode of season seven. So we only have a few episodes left, but, you know, season eight doesn't come out until mid-April, right around when this book is due, as a matter of fact. So we'll, <laughs> uh, that'll be a good celebration of those things. But it was interesting paying attention to how Game of Thrones works because I decided it's really one big soap opera. You know, that a huge part of the interest in that is following along with the, uh, you know, with the characters, but also through their, at least in the show, you know, their travails and finding out that, you know, such and so is someone's secret baby and those kinds of things. And, you know, it's like, oh, gasp. Uh, you know, it's. I think that's just human nature. I think we're we're really interested in other people's lives and what they're doing. <laughs> and fictional people allows us to kind of work that out in a non-newsy way. So I am going to get to work on the fiery citadel. I'm so far, you know, with except for Friday's lapse of going over four thousand words. You know, I still didn't do 15000 for the week, so I don't think it counts as a lapse. But I am on target to, if I stick with my 3,000 words a day and resist. I was I nearly broke down. I was thinking about, well, I could just inch it up to 3,500 words a day, and that would give me more breathing room on this deadline. And I thought, nope, nope, I'm really going to resist doing that. Really try for my steady 3,000 words a day. I'll still have breathing room, not as much, but I can do that. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so yeah, hope you all have a lovely week. Hope that you are feeling at least sunny in your hearts wherever you are. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs>